You are listening to the Flea Flicker Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Flea Flicker NFL Show. I'm your host, Uri Bumar, along with my close friend, Amal Ronek. What's up, Amal? What's up, man? So I think let's just get right into it. Let's get right into the breaking news from yesterday. Two points. First off, we're going to start off with Jalen Ramsey getting traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the LA Rams for what? A 2020 first-round pick, 2021 first-round pick, and a 2020 fourth-round pick? Correct. So what do you think about the trade of all? Uh, that was pretty crazy. I mean, I think that shocked the NFL world to think that Jalen Ramsey would actually get traded. Uh, also, in the news, we also uh, talked, and then also what happened yesterday was the Marcus Peters trade. I think immediately the Rams got rid of a corner just to get another corner, and they got rid of Marcus Peters to get a uh, 2018 former fourth-round pick, uh, Kenny Young, and uh, now uh, Marcus Peters is a member of the Baltimore Ravens. We'll be talking about that. And uh, we'll also be talking about the Chiefs, and their kind of struggles of their past two weeks. I guess we'll also be talking about how the Packers-Lions game. We'll talk about that. Eagles, Cowboys. I think that's going to be... And the Rams. And then the Rams. How they just got better from the straight. And then, but then you have to re- and we should also... We might be talking about the Niners and their hype. Their hype mm-hmm. train. 5-0. and oh. And uh, if they... Even with this... Uh, a Rams acquisition of Jalen Ramsey if they're still going to be at the top of their division. And, uh, yeah, let's get started. Okay, so let's dive right into it. Jalen Ramsey. Um, so as an Eagles fan, this kind of hurts. And, like, you were saying it's an overpay, uh, the two first-round picks in the fourth. I agree with you. It's 100% an overpay. But for a team with a struggling secondary, like the Eagles, and I guess you could say in the Rams case too, like, they were not doing that well in the secondary, like defensive, like that uh, defensive back spot. I think it's a good trade. I think what's more interesting for me though is to see how how much he gets paid because he's definitely going to reset the market for corners. And the way that team, the Rams team, is set up right now, you got uh, Jared Goff making like a hundred thirty million. You got Aaron Donald making like a hundred whatever. How much he's making? You got a ton of money in Todd Gurley, who's not even performing anymore because of his arthritis or whatever. And then if you invest that much money into Ramsey, your team is pretty much you're investing a ton of your cap in four players. Yeah. In a game that's in a game that's like hugely dependent on health, I don't know how smart of a decision that is, but we'll see. Yeah, I find it interesting because I, I don't know if the Rams are planning on keeping Ramsey long term because the uh, I mean right now they have Donald who's good, who's the highest paid defensive player in the NFL right now. They have. Uh, Todd Gurley. Well, actually, I don't know if he's still now because I think Khalil Mack overpassed him, but I'm not. I'm not uh, positive. I think that yeah, Khalil Mack has a higher deal by like a little bit. Yeah, but I'm pretty they're sure they're back to back. It's like it's like, insane. Yeah. yeah. So Donald is is very high paid. Todd Gurley, second highest paid running back in the NFL. Jared Goff just got paid, and then Jalen Ramsey. I'm assuming he's gonna get paid. Brandon Cooks. I'm pretty sure he's getting paid too. Uh, I mean, I think uh, I think right now I don't know. If you the, think they traded that much for a one-year rental, though? That that's a good point. But the thing is, I think at this point, I think the Rams are in the mode where 
they're willing to give up the the first round picks. They'll do whatever it takes to get that to get the Super Bowl ship. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, if they do get it in the next year or two, I think the trade was worth it then. And uh, I get it. You lose two first round picks, but I mean, and I guess in that terms, I guess I can see why. But I think the overall winner of this trade is Jalen Ramsey. He's going into a better situation for say. In the LA Rams than he was in Jacksonville, and he couldn't stand the toxicity of uh, him and Tom Coughlin, and their relationship was not going well. And did you, I don't know if you saw the statement that Tom Coughlin made today. I, I mean, he was just like not really praising Ramsey. Yeah, I, I think that it was just like I don't know. It was just, I think it was the attitude that he had with the Ramsey. I mean, I don't know. The way I see it, it's a win-win-win. The Ram, uh, the Rams, they get a st- like the best corner in the in football to help that organization. Maybe help them push them from their st- like staggering. Like no one thought they'd start at three and three, but here they are. Yeah. And then, obviously for Ramsey, he's he's gonna get paid. I think I disagree with you on this one. I think the Rams are for sure gonna pay him. No one's gonna trade that much money. If no, they don't I, think I, that I think they pay will him. pay him. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just don't know if I found it to be worth the. Mainly because you already paid so much money with the okay. rating of the players. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying that. I, I think he'll stay too. I, I, I would find it shocking. I mean, he, he is the best corner. Mm-hmm. Him and Gilmore are right now the two top corners in the league. But I think uh, I can't see uh, them letting go of Ramsey. But, I mean, if I were the Rams, I'd have to take a second look at it. Mainly because I've already invested so much money Mm-hmm. On, it's not even like double digit players. There's like I think it's only like five players, but they've already spent like majority of the cap on them. Yeah. So I think uh, that's why uh, you got to really look into that. Pivoting back to the Jaguars real quick, um, I think I think John Ramsey still wanted out even with the, the whole Minshew magic thing happening. Yeah. And obviously, you said earlier like his relationship with Tom Coughlin was strained. I guess you could say at best. So him leaving. Is probably good for their culture overall, and also, hey, you're getting a ton of picks to help build around. I mean, I don't want to say future uh, starter in Gardner Minshew, but whatever it is, Nick Foles Minshew, like whoever's starting there, you're getting a ton of picks to help build around him. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think as like Colts fan, I would I'd say right now I'm happy with this trade. Because, I mean, we just, I mean, it helps us mm-hmm. considering Brissett's not like a elite quarterback that now the best, one of the, or at least top three cornerback in the NFL is now leaving the division. So in that way, I'm like kind of happy about it. But then, then again, you have to also worry about they now have two first round picks for the next two years, which you have no clue who they invested upon. Their talent that they get in those two first rounds could really uplift their team and become mm-hmm. maybe a division favorite. So that's why I'm like kind of, kind of worried in that aspect. But I agree with you. I think the the Ram, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think in the long run, I think this trade was a good deal for them, for sure. Um, let's pivot to something I don't want to talk about, but I also kind of do want to talk about three. Um, I'm gonna call this segment the three and three juggernauts. So um, you got three teams. The Rams are number one. Philly and then Dallas. All three of these teams going in, they were like Super Bowl like favorites or whatever, right? Like they were supposed to be contenders. Right now, surprising literally everyone in the league, they're all at five hundred. Philly Rams. Philly Rams and Dallas. Yeah, Philly Rams. So um, okay. we'll just we'll stick with the Rams for a little bit. 
I think their biggest problem right now is their offense. And I think coming from that Super Bowl and coming from, um, I think it, it all depends. But Vic Vangio, he when, uh, when he was with the Bears last year, he really cracked that defense. He was the first team to, to like crack down the Rams offense. And I think they completely shut them down, if I remember that game, near the end of the season. And obviously I'm no like, you know, tactician. I don't really know like how full, like this, you know, position, not, not positions, but I don't know strategy that well. I'm not a coach, but from my understanding, Bill Belichick used that as a, a blueprint to then, you know, suffocate their offense in the Super Bowl. And ever since that's happened, they've gone three and three, okay? And their offense has completely taken a dip. So I think a few things that one of probably the, key, the biggest factor for that though is Todd Gurley. That entire, um, offense was predicated on him being able to run the ball like an absolute maniac and right now he's just not getting it done he's not getting the carries or whatever they're not giving daryl henderson their like third round pick any carries at all like the fact that they don't have a running back in my opinion it's exposing jared goff would you agree with that uh yeah i would agree with that um i'm with you in that that uh todd girl i mean right now the rams defense I think they're not playing to their full potential, but I think with this Jalen Ramsey acquisition, maybe it could uplift their defense to where it was, I guess, last mm-hmm. year. Um, and they, I mean, Akib Talib, I, I just saw was put on IR, so I guess that's a pretty big loss. But you I mean he's going to come back later on in the season? But the Rams need to, they need their offense back. Period. Mm-hmm. Like if Todd Gurley comes back to, he's not even. I I, I don't even think he's even like sixty percent of what he was last year. I think mainly his stats this year that are like I guess good are his rushing touchdowns and his receiving touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of yardage, it's like I think they're twenty fourth in rushing yards this season, mm-hmm. and that's like insane. That's the kind that, from like a player who's literally the best running back of football I for mean, the last three years. This is the same team that had Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson rush over a hundred yards on the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I mean. I'm kind of confused. That was less than a year ago. I don't know how much how so much has changed. Maybe, I know the arthritis injury is pretty big, but like I think he needs to get it together. Their offensive line is taking a dip too. They lost. Um, I forget the guy they lost this week, but he they lost someone to injury, like a guard or whatever. Yeah. Andrew Whitworth is. I think he's slightly declining at left tackle, and just in general, that offensive line is taking a slight dip. And I think the biggest problem is not having that run game. And um, just taking some a look at some of the stats. So uh, 2018, Jared Goff, uh, 64.9% completion percentage, 293 yards per game. And he was get, throwing two touchdowns a game. And he threw like three-fourths of a pick every game if you, you know put out his stats per game. Versus this year, he's throwing he's – th- his stats right now are seven for seven. He's thrown seven touchdowns, seven picks. So he's just taken a huge dip in that aspect. His pass rating took a huge dip. His completion percentage is down almost over two and a half points. Like everything right now is trending downwards. And I don't want to like jump to the conclusion that, oh, you paid him. It was a completely bad decision because, you know, it's way too early to say that. But um, it's interesting to see what's happening there. Yeah, I mean, like going back to what you said about the injuries, they are having a lot of injuries right now. Clay Matthews, he's broke his jaw, so he's going to be out probably till like late November. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Todd Gurley, you already had talked about. Akeem Tlaib is on IR, so he won't be back to like what week fourteen. Mm-hmm. So, and then I think the O line you were talking about was uh, Joseph Noteboom, who yeah. tore his ACL and MCL, and uh, that's a, that's also a pretty big injury. And they're starting safety John Johnson. He's also uh, he's also might be out for some time, and even their running back depth chart, even like Malcolm Brown is hurt, so. Their main back right now is Daryl Henderson. No, but he's not taking any carries. And he's not even taking any carries. So it's, it's, so still it's, it's girly. It's still girly, but he's like, you're he's, also playing it hurt girly. Yeah. Who has like a thigh problem. Right now, he's playing with a thigh problem. And then he has the arthritis injury. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they. I, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see where the Rams are going to go from here. I think one of the be- cooler things to see, though, is seeing how sh- the genius Sean McVay deals with this. Because, like... I feel like he's actively like if you look on the field, he's actively trying to fix it. Like last year, uh, their old formation, it was literally just three wide receivers, one running back, one wide receiver, uh, one tight end. That was their like stock formation. Now they're running way more two tight ends, and they're changing it up, trying to fix that offense. And it's kind. Of, I want to see what he like what he pulls to like you know sort of get out of this drought because he'll obviously do something, and I think they'll go back to being you know. A good offense. I don't think they'll ever be back to being elite this year, but I think they'll still be a good offense. So it'll be nice to see how Sean McVay like sort of deals with that. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, going back now, we're gonna start with what you were talking about—the three and three teams. So uh, you're talking about the Eagles and Cowboys. They're both facing today, mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, Sunday night Sunday football. Night football. Uh, uh, who do you want to talk about first? Uh, I, I would kind of want to talk about Dallas, just because yeah. it'll make me feel happy. <laughs> we can talk about Dallas. Right, that's fine. Okay. Uh, um, so, first of all, suck it, Dallas. You lost to the New York Jets. Second of all, um, I, I, I don't want to say this as an Eagles fan, because I love Jason Garrett, but... If you're a Cowboys fan, I think it's time to get rid of him. His contract expires after this season. And throughout the last three games, they have nine points in the first half total. Nine points in the first half of the last three games. That's a field goal for three first halves. So the way I see it, I think there's a culture that's set in there. It's been a decade. And Jason Garrett, sure, he's, I think he's above 500. But that's mainly because he has like three seasons where he like won thirteen games, and the rest were like, you know, not that good. So that definitely carries his stats, if you would, as a coach. But he has no accolades. It's literally like the way I see it. It's Marvin Lewis v two, except he actually you know won a couple playoff games. So I, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on this? So. I mean, right now, I think a big debate is whether to let Jason Garrett go. I mean, right now, there was a recent interview that came out with Jerry Jones coming out and saying he's going to be he's an excellent coach. He's mm-hmm. like, and if he ever does go out on the market, I think he'd be taken away right immediately. And I, I would agree with him in that aspect yeah, because he, he did lead the team to the playoffs a couple times. Mm-hmm. And he, he has had regular season success, so I wouldn't see any reason, like... I mean, a team like Miami or something. Miami, like that. I mean, New York. Obviously Jets, not Miami because Bang- Brian Flores is their guy for ba- the next yeah, couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bengals. I mean, Washington, there's, maybe. Washington. There's many teams that mm-hmm. could use Garrett. I agree with you. I think it's time for Garrett to leave if they don't have postseason success. And my definition of success is only if they get a to playoff the, win. Get 
I mean, they got a playoff win last year. And so you think for them... I think they have to make... To the championship game? Championship game. And if they do bad in the championship game, you can still get gone. So I'll be safe to see you in the Super Bowl. Because their team is super talented. Oh, no. They have no excuses this year. They and, have no excuses. And, um, I know some people are blaming, the, like, blaming this drought on Dak Prescott. And I don't like Dak Prescott at all. But, like, he's not... Okay, he's, he's a good quarterback. He's not crazy elite. He's not terrible. He can do good things. But people who are blaming this on Dak Prescott, I disagree with them. I think it's a culture issue with Jason Garrett. He's just um, – they're not doing anything, like, spectacularly well. And the fact is, you're right, they have such a talented team. I'd argue that they had a, be- a more talented team than the Eagles, as like, coming into the season. And the fact is that they've straight up disappointed I agree. I think so far, I mean, the Cowboys' wins have been under 500 teams. Mm-hmm. And their loss... They have no they impressive They lost wins. to a team that was winless. They have an impressive loss. That, that's, that's the way I look at it. Zero impressive wins, one impressive loss. <laughs> one impressive... By losing to the Jets. I mean, that's impressive, man. <laughs> losing to a- Adam Gase. <laughs> I mean, you lost to a man whose spleen was the size of, like, a basketball last week. <laughs> <laughs> this man could have gotten hit and he would have died, straight up died, and you let him beat you. I mean, the first, the, the the first two losses the Cowboys had this season with the um, the Saints and the Packers, I think those were, I guess, justifiable. They got blown out by the Packers. I don't even care if the score was. Oh no, that was game. a clear blow. No, it was a blowout. Mm-hmm. The, I think the Packers just gave up in the fourth quarter, but it was it was definitely Packers all the way. And the Saints game. It sh- they should be ashamed because it was a low scoring. They had a chance the entire. They game. had the chance the entire game. The entire game was low scoring, and they didn't capitalize on mm-hmm. it. So sh- I mean, both games, in my opinion, the Cowboys should have won. And then the Jets game was just a joke. I mean, I understand Amari Cooper was out, Lyle Collins was out, uh, um, Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith is out. But even then, it's the freaking Jets, bro. Oh, no. I love it's seeing Cowboys fans, like, saying injuries are the reason they suck right now. And I'm just like, as an Eagles fan, we've literally been injured, like, the last three years. And, sure, we make that excuse, but, like, you're act- I don't know. Just Cowboys fans are just, they're hypocritical. That's all I can say. No, I, I mean, it's just insane. I think also Ezekiel Elliott needs to perform like he's the highest paid running back in the NFL. I think right now, that being said, 85 attempts for 386 yards. I mean, even if you compare that to even who the Eagles are starting with, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard is having 240 with 53. That's half the attempts. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, I don't know. I just find it insane how Ezekiel Elliott, he's running the ball so many times. Actually, they're not, they're not giving it enough carries, actually. 85 and... What six games? CMC had like a hundred and five. <laughs> it's it's not enough, man. I just find it crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the reason yeah. is like the last the last two games, particular, especially the Green Bay game. They were down thirty one to three. They gave him two, I think, two or three carries in the second half because you're down, so you got to throw the ball. And the Jets, I mean, same thing. You're down, so you got to throw the ball. So I, I guess that could be a product of the game script as well, more than. Um, just not because obviously you want to feed Zeke and you're gonna feed Zeke, and I think the minute they start feeding Zeke, that team is gonna pick it up a little bit. I agree. They're uh, not feeding him well enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, Dak Prescott needs to stop throwing picks. I think two out of the three picks, though, that he had last week oh, were no, they, his fault. They weren't that bad. They weren't that bad. I think one of them were truly his fault, but, I mean, come on now. I think Dak Prescott performance was kind of lackluster. I don't think it was his fault because he also didn't have Randall Cobb playing against the Jets. But like I said, how many times I need to say it, it's against the Jets, man. They're mm-hmm. winless for a reason. No, the fact that you lose against the Jets, that's just the saddest thing. Like, yeah. J- like if the if the Pats Pats are going to to uh, New York right now to play the Jets on Monday night, I swear. You don't say. You don't think the the Pats are gonna you know you like, blown out in the first half? Yeah, you know? no, you're yeah. not gonna see that's that. That's not gonna happen. You're like, not gonna if, see that. If you're a good coach, you're gonna go down there and stop a bad team. Like even the Eagles. Sure, we faced. Um, Luke Falk, he's not even in the league right now. I don't know if he got signed, but he got cut last week. Sure, we got signed by him. Sure, we didn't play the best game offensively. We still killed them. And that like, and that was in Philly, okay, granted. But you're, you're going to um, New York. It's not that hard of a place to play because the Jets suck. The Jets are – and the fact is you give them their first win of the season. And what was even more sad, that entire last drive that the Cowboys had was filled with penalties. I think we're going to talk more about the penalties the even in the, the Monday night game that yeah. happened with the Packers-Lions. But, like, just the refs, they were, like, sucking. And they were sucking the Cowboys, like, dry. It was just crazy. I mean, literally, I could see every play. It was in the Cowboys' favor. Mm-hmm. There was maybe one penalty against the Cowboys. But, I mean, they basically, the penalties drove them to get a touchdown. Just so happens Dak could not convert the two-point conversion. People are saying that was a P.I. call when uh, Jason Witten for the two-point conversion. Come if, on, man. That's that's weak. That's weak. Yeah. That was a... A, you should, they, they shouldn't have drawn that play then. Because, I mean, he couldn't catch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, now going to the third team that's 3-3, three and three, the Eagles. Okay. Uh, I, I want to talk about this right now. Okay. The way I see this is... Um, First of all, against the Vikings, Doug just played. He called a terrible game. He just kept on running the same Alshon screens, running those weird Jake Elliott like you know fake fake field goal. And throw that was the ugliest thing I've ever instead seen. Instead of instead of getting points going into the half. No, so. And um, the way I see this is, I'm pissed off. Howie Roseman should have traded for Jalen Ramsey because literally Stephon Diggs was running in a straight line. In a straight way. line, and he was getting 60-yard touchdowns. I think the loser of yesterday was the Eagles. Just forget the forget the Rams, forget the, the, the Ravens, Ravens forget the Jacksonville Jaguars. The losers were the Eagles yesterday, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. A, they also cut, and they also cut Zach Brown this week. He was not playing that well. I understand that, but like their defense is already bad mm-hmm. enough. They're already now they're cutting a starting linebacker. That's like the least thing you yeah. should be doing. I understand he definitely did not play well at all, but like, mm-hmm. come on now. It's just, I think it's their defense is deteriorating, and uh, their leading receiver receiver is the tight end, uh, which is really weird. I mean, that's not weird for Philly. I think the weirder thing I, is I mean, that I, since week two, Miles Sanders has had the five deepest comp- uh, completions. All five of them. He, Miles he, led, the, he led the game in receiving. He led the game in receiving. He's leading our team in our longest five longest completions since Deshaun Jackson went out. Uh, he's our only deep nuts. threat at yeah. wide receiver, yeah. and he's a running back. If, is Deshaun Jackson playing this week against Dallas? I believe yes. He's going to play. All right. Then. I, I don't think 
even if he's gonna injure, he's injured. He's gonna play through the pain. Like he wants to go to. I believe the game's in Dallas. He wants to go to Dallas. He wants to rock. Yeah, that. the Eagles are hopeful that he can return in Dallas. So he's I gonna think play. I think if he does play the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys. The screwed. scary thing for me is the fact is that Deshaun Jackson not having DJX is probably the biggest hindrance to this team. The fact is, like I said, Miles Sanders is our best deep threat right now, and the way I see this. Wentz is playing amazing. That's the way. Like he's playing really good, and it's just that we don't have the people, the players, the skill positions to help him. Like Wentz throws threw a perfect ball to Alshon on the sideline. This man can't keep his feet in bounds, and he just he he just falls out of bounds pretty much. If he keeps going, that's a touchdown to tie the game, completely change the momentum of the game. Nelson Aguilar, he the minute he gets touched on these deep throws, he just stops looking for yeah, the ball. Yeah. Um, Zacherts, he's. I mean, Zacherts is still playing well. He's dropping balls though too. He's he hasn't done that before. I think Doug has got to pick his crap up this year, this week. Going to Dallas, he's got to you know, Scott, stop making dumb calls. Plus, this is a must-win game. Must-win game. They're a game. We're gonna win. The, we're leading the division if we win this game. Yeah, yeah. And I also think if they don't win this game, they're screwed for the upcoming future because their next four games are hell. They have uh, the I disagree with that. They, they, the they're, schedule they're, is bad. Uh, they do too, but I'm saying the the Eagles schedule is also. I mean, mm. don't get it's, don't get a, it's pretty bad. Yeah. They they're against the Bills. They're at Buffalo and mm-hmm. at Buffalo. I get it. In Eagle Philly's also kind of cold, but it's Buffalo mm-hmm. and Buffalo Bills fans are there. Mm-hmm. And the Bills have only lost one game this season. The Bills are a good team. The man. Bills are a good team. They almost beat the Pats. I think they're a good team. Then they play the Bears. I think that's pretty insane. And then uh, they play the Patriots, and then they end it where you're going to go to the Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. game on the 24th. The way so I see this November is, just is crazy. If, um, if Dallas wants to fix their team, they need to start running. If the Rams want to fix their team, they got to start running. They got to start running, and they got to, you know, Sean McVay got to come up with some innovative play calling. If the Eagles want to start playing well, well, A, we need to get some healthy corners in that team. B, we need to get some good play calling going. I think the fact is, like, obviously some of these calls are on Wentz, but Wentz isn't the one who's calling the plays at the line. It's all Doug, and that's just not happening. And I think, to your point, or to your whatever benefit, Frank Reich was probably, he's, a, he's the biggest loss on the Eagles in the last few years. Not having him, I think he was probably, I don't want to say he was the mastermind behind it all, because obviously he wasn't. Head coach is, obviously has that, but... He's probably the thing that helped our offense jive the way it was. You'd say offensive mastermind. Offensive mastermind, one hundred percent. Like he, I think he and Doug working together was probably the best thing to happen to this team. And him leaving is the worst thing to happen to this team. That combo was legendary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cow- I mean, going back to what you said, yeah, the Cowboys schedule is also pretty bad. But they do face the Giants after the Eagles game. I don't know, but Danny Dimes might kill him. The Vikings are there. Yeah, I mean, if Sam Darnold killed it. Sam, did you hear that? Sam Darnold won AFC Player of the Week yeah, I don't, for offense? I didn't see that happening at all. But, I mean, <laughs> I guess it's because his first game back. And, you know, he, he's coming back from kissing disease or whatever. Yeah. They felt like giving it to him. Yeah, and then, yeah, the Giants, I mean, the Cowboys do have a kind of a hard schedule. In the month of November, so I mean, I guess they're both even in that aspect. But I guess, yeah, this game is very important because both of their 
scheduled for the foreseeable future get hard. Mm -hmm. So I guess this, I guess, is the tiebreaker, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because I missed... I mean, I can't assume it, but it's more likely than so that Whoever these guys... Whoever wins this game wins the division, you think? Not like win the on. division, but we'll be leading it for at least, the next, for, yeah, okay. for at least the next four to five weeks, I can even say. If the way I see this is... Um, it's a division. I don't want to say the injuries thing, because I just said the injuries thing for the Cowboys, and I'll be hypocritical as hell. But I think it's accurate for both teams, and it's accurate for the NFL as a whole. Sure, we're getting injured, but all these teams need to adapt to that and start playing, you know, catching up. And sure, like, the Eagles have been hit by a ton of injuries. The, uh, the Cowboys got hit by a ton of injuries and everything. The Rams are also, you know, hit by a ton of injuries, which I think is a common theme. Like, all these great teams who are supposed to be great, the minute you can't foresee anything, the minute injuries hit, they things can really go downhill. But for all three of these teams, they need to get past these injuries and move on. Yeah, I think uh, also, I mean... I mean, the Cowboys' injuries, though, are pretty significant. But I think, like you said, they do need to adapt and move on. Because, I mean, it's not like the Eagles don't have any major injuries. Oh, they D-Jax have, I'd is, say they have more you can, major You can say D-Jax arguably is their wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Jeffrey's not playing up to what he normally used to play at. Because he's still playing her, I think. I'm pretty sure he is, too. And then, that's a big injury. I mean, that's equivalent. I mean, I can't say equivalent, but it's... Almost similar to Amari Cooper's injury. I'd say it is equivalent. Yeah. To so I think uh, it's. I mean, I think the Cowboys have to adapt to it. O line is a big thing for the Cowboys, and I got they do. They're not gonna play. It's more likely than not that they won't have uh, their two starting offensive linemen playing. But I think the Cowboys should still get the job done, considering it's in Dallas. But I mean, you never know what's gonna happen. We'll talk about the game predictions later mm-hmm. on. Uh, I also want to talk about how last week, just like briefly, I want to talk about this uh, Patrick Mahomes situation, just briefly, like two to three minutes, about how, uh, I mean, despite his performance, I think uh, he can't, I don't he see him closing. Well. I, he, he did play, he played well to an extent. I think uh, Chiefs have got to close it, though. They'll, they're, I mean... They lost. They've lost the last two games, correct? At home, and they almost lost to At Detroit home. too. It's like they, there's a fair point they could be three and three. Exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going on. It's not like Deshaun Watson had an incredible game, but I mean, it's like at this point, I'd rather have. I mean, in the MVP race, I'd say I'd have Watson. I'll take over Watson. Mahomes. I'll take Watson over Mahomes. I'll take Wilson over Mahomes. I'd take McCaffrey. Over and I'll even take McCaffrey over mm-hmm. Mahomes. I'd take those three, and I think only those three. But I think Agreed. it's it's, I think Mahomes needs to step it up because I mean that's just an insane. I mean Tyreek Hill did well in his game back, that was a major need I guess for the Chiefs mm-hmm. considering that Byron Pringle as the <laughs> wide receiver one, considering Sammy Watkins was hurt. But I mean yeah, Sammy Watkins blew out again. I think I called this like week one. I'd say he would burn out after like his first, his crazy like forty point fantasy day. Yeah, oh that and, was nuts. <laughs> he was overvalued. That's after been that his entire career too. though. He's had a couple huge boom games and then he just disappears for like three weeks. Comes back again, disappears. He's following that arc. Um, so going back to your Mahomes point, I think. The way I see this is he met up with a really good team and he lost. And that happened last week. Who did they lose to last week? Um, Who? Uh, the, the Chiefs. The Texans, yeah. No, this no. last week they lost the to Colts. Texans. Colts. Yeah. They, they lost to two really good teams. That's the way I see it. And I'm not really going to look into it 
farther than that, I think. Like, they're going to, in my opinion, they're still the only team that has a legitimate shot at beating the Patriots in the AFC. I think I think the Texans need to be in that conversation too, and I think uh, I think I need to see more from the Texans. Just I, because I agree. I agree all, with you they there. Were, they were really bad for like three weeks, and mm. they've been really good for two weeks. If this keeps on playing out the way it is with that team, like Hopkins and Fuller, I think that combination is probably. I wouldn't say it's the best, but I'd say it's low key the scariest like threat. That with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, I think. Those like that, those two duos are probably like two of the scariest duos to face right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's talk about the refs. Yeah. Uh, um, basically, then that's basically equating to the Lions Packers game. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers. He played. The Packers well. didn't deserve to win this game. They didn't. They 100%. played well, but Jamal Williams. After that scary, scary, scary concussion. Oh, he came back and he played He well. played very well. 14 carries for 104 yards. I'm very surprised by that performance. Did Aaron Jones get bunched after that huge like touchdown drop he had? Uh, so, I mean, the thing is with Aaron Jones, he had the fumble, and then he had the touchdown drop right after that. And I think like his like self-esteem just went down, <laughs> and he just like didn't perform well the rest of the yeah. year. Because I, mean, I think he came off with such a high high. That was like his career best day. Against the Cowboys, four touchdowns, yeah, and over hundred yards rushing. So I think, I think he set back to reality after this game, having the second string running back Jamal Williams, who is good. Oh, Jamal! Overplayed. I think that's probably one of the best duos in the league. Yeah, no, for running backs, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I don't. I think Lazard was their best running wide receiver for the don't Packers. Know who that is. I don't even he's know who a, that is. I think is. he's a rookie. Yeah, but I mean, it's. Just shows just to show how good Aaron Rodgers is, considering he's making guys like Adam, like this Lazard guy good. He, that cra- that touchdown catch he had was ridiculous too. Yeah. That was like oh wow, Alan Lazard. That's okay. Name, let's pivot back to the refs though. Yeah. Okay. For sure. First of all, this is a prime time game. We got all your eyes. Like literally, pretty much all the NFL is ESPN. watching this game. Yes. Everyone is watching yeah. this game. Okay. And then you blow it the last drive. Two hands to the face calls. One of them literally pretty much gifted the Packers that field position. The game. It the gifted game. them the game. The game. The and game. then before that, they had a couple pass interference calls, I want to say. Right? It, or, it, was, just or, an, it was just insane, man. I, I hated that. It was a third and five call. It was. I thought it was perfectly fine defense. And I won't say – I'll put it this way. I don't think the Packers would have lost. Would have – I mean, honestly, I wouldn't say – I wouldn't say the Lions would have won the game if – that call wasn't given, but they, but they would have had a better. Game. They would have had a better chance. No, because the first, the second legal hands, to the, legal use to hands, hands to the face. That gives them a first down on like third and like what? It was. It was a third and, and five, but they were in field goal range. Mm-hmm. So I guess even then they would have. You can't assume he'd make the field goal, but it's no. But more there were calls before that too. I'm forgetting the specific calls, but no, there, there were two was, times that ha- there that calls happened. Huge calls before that. I think that also went like they should have gone. Um, I don't know, man. They, like, the thing is, the way I see it is, Trey Flowers played. He's doing his job, and the refs are calling, calling unnecessary BS penalties that are pretty much, they're changing the entire flow of the game. Like the way I see it is, every uh, the refs are the only real undefeated team in the NFL right now. That's the way I look at it, because they're screwing everyone over. And going back to the Eagles game too. There are a few blatant PIs that weren't called on the Vikings, that weren't called on the Eagles, called on the Vikings. Like, 
there, you like you gotta call it consistently, and you're not like players from both teams are doing the same exact thing. One team is getting the call, one team is not. That's not fair. That's just not that. That's literally calling. You're pretty much changing the entire flow of the game. And the way I see it is, if they if they don't fix the refing problem soon, it's gonna be a huge turnoff for the game. Do you have any solutions to that though? You can't control. You can't. I have. I, I had one solution. Um, I don't know how you could control. That. One thing I want to talk about so first before I, before I give you my uh, solutions is um, Al Rivera. Do you know you know who that is right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The head, the head of the committee. Yeah, correct, correct. Okay, this man is terrible. Okay, and first of all, screw the Saints for enter for allowing this PI rule to be a thing, because the thing is now coaches want to challenge it and. The refs aren't the refs aren't changing it, and that's pretty much Al Riveron saying, "Screw you, NFL! You made a new rule." But I don't think because he has an input on all these plays, he's none of them have been overturned. I've very I've, I don't think I've seen I don't think I've seen a single one. I I, I can't I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I want to say almost none of them have been overturned like yeah. throughout the NFL. And the fact is, is if you're making a new rule, this man is completely overruling you by not. Because there are a few of these calls that should have been 100% overturned. They weren't. And he's giving, he's taking all that power and he's just abusing it, I'd say. And it's, again, it's changing the whole course of the, the game. Like, what's, you're literally, teams are wasting timeouts. You're stopping the game. They're literally wasting challenges. And it's changing the whole flow of the game because it's, it's gifting one of these teams like something that they didn't deserve. Yeah. And that obviously changes the outcome of the game. And... I think I, I heard uh, I was listening to the Pat McAfee show, and I agree with this one hundred percent. Look at all the, uh, the, the all the like um, the rules experts that are with the media right now. You got Dean Blandino for I think Fox or whatever. Correct. You got all these guys who Mike are, Pereira. Mike Pereira. You got uh, I don't remember the other guys' names. You got a couple of these guys. Steve Jabby. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. These guys were great refs on the field, right? Yeah. And these great refs, where did they go? They went up to the media. And to help like the audience understand to help the, the audience understand the, the call. call. Yeah. The thing is though, what's the point of helping the audience understand the call if the NFL refs aren't understanding the call? Correct. Yeah. So the like and Al Riveron wasn't that good of a ref. And the way I see it is, these guys are going up to the media because they're getting paid more money to go to the media. And yeah. people aren't getting paid the same amount to become the head of NFL officiating, and that's a problem for the NFL. So I think one of my solutions. Stealing this right off of Pat McAfee's show, but I agree with this 100%. Like, you've got to start paying people to go up and, first of all, get rid of Al Riveron. Second of all, you got good rest on the field. Pay them to be the head of NFL officiating. And instead of, cause instead of them retiring and then joining, like, the media. And I think another solution I heard that was really good is have the head ref, have them have a press conference at the end of the game. Because I'd rather hear their like justification for like BS calls then hear silence and just yeah because I remember there was a Thursday night game and I think Tom Brady Tom Brady tweeted out he turned off the it was ridiculous I think it was like it was a Jags-Titans game Jags-Titans game yeah and it was because of the like the offensive holding was called 10 times and then River on like days later held a conference call with 17 refs to discuss that holding penalty literally the next week the holding penalties were called three times as less. Three times less. Oh no! Than and I'm so happy it's being called less because that's the game. Like, 
the the offensive line position's goal is to hold the defensive line pretty yeah, much. Yeah, definitely. And you can't call them every single time. And I think you need to make the refs more accountable. I don't. I disagree with the people saying we should fire the refs, find the refs, or whatever, because that's just lowering the incentive to become a ref. Like these guys are important, and they have a a really hard position to play in the game and to keep the game fun and entertaining. So like finding them, firing them, that's just a terrible solution in my opinion. But keeping them somewhat responsible by having a press conference, I think, like that might be a good way to sort of at least we know what they're thinking. And that might help lessen the calls. Because if they had to face the media, like an NFL play like after Pete Carroll th- uh, decided to ru- uh, throw instead of run on the, the one yard line, right? Yeah, yeah. He's getting like crapped on by NFL media. Yeah, definitely. And refs should face the same thing, I think. Like, if you make a bad call, I want to hear you explain yourself rather than hear some like nonsense like Al Riveron saying this is a hold because it's a hold or like, you know, like, like, you know for a fact the Lions got a letter Monday and it was like. We missed this call. We missed this call. Ben we apologize. Who yeah. cares? The Does game's, it, the already, game's over. already over. They're Who not going to replay yeah. the game. Like That's the same thing that happened with the Saints-Rams game. Mm-hmm. They, they got the wrong call. Who cares? It's over. I mean, like, obviously it's going to affect... But, like, who cares in the fact that it's not, you're not going to make us replay the game? Replay yeah, the down, like, right? instead exactly. of sending this, this stupid letter, like, do no, something no. to actively fix your officiating. Because right now, like, every time I see a flag down... It, I just get pissed off, and every after every single pit play, I'm looking in that bottom right hand corner to check and pray that there's not a flag. I don't know if you're doing the same thing, but <laughs> in, in certain games, no, I do. Trust me, it, it's it's kind of annoying, especially when like we're on, the Colts are on defense or any team. Matter of fact, like if I'm seeing a team and they're on defense and they're like trying to hold them down, like hold them from scoring, and I see a penalty, it just pisses me off. Especially on a third down, that's where it's like super annoying. I, I it's just. I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way. That's all. Okay, they definitely need to fix their officiating soon. Like, yeah. come up with a solution, because people are gonna stop start watching the NFL. I think like, not not like you know like stop stop it, but it's gonna decrease in popularity. You don't want to be that team that that league that's known for having the crap refs, right? Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, um, let's do the. You want to do the week six recap? Yeah, now? sure. All right, so uh, we already talked about what happened on Monday night. Uh, then we'll talk about the. Uh, I guess we'll talk about the London game that happened. Yeah, Pan- um, Pat- Panthers Bucks. Jameis Winston, man, he's so inconsistent. Like he goes from being an amazing player, and then every few weeks he just has to throw like three. He has to have three plus turnovers in one game, get it all out. And then he goes back to being okay for like a few weeks. It's it's really weird. He had four, and this is probably the weirdest stat line I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> four hundred yards, which is amazing. One touchdown. That's also I'm fine with it. I'm fine. Five picks. And then like I think he had two. We had one fumble recovered, and then I think he had another fumble. Yeah, five. <laughs> I think he five. I remember picks. Here, I think I don't know if I'm remembering this right, but. He had a fumble, he recovered it, and then the next play he fumbled again and they recovered it, the defense. Oh, so he had six turnovers. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Kyle Allen, uh, he's playing pretty good. And I, I heard some reports, I heard some Panthers fans actually saying that when Newton comes back, you should start Allen. And that's just, I strongly disagree with that. <laughs> like, I, think, I think right now, but I mean, right now he's doing fine. I mean, no, I think they're right now undefeated. With you can get like an 80, 85% Cam Newton and he's 100% better than Kyle. I, I mean, I guess, but like also the, the type of way they play that would be different. I think McCaffrey wouldn't be, 
I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I don't know if McCaffrey's stat line would be as high as it is now because, I mean, the, with Newton there, that offense was oh, predicated with Newton on... Newton there, his MVP chances dip a ton. Yeah, exactly, game. exactly. So I think, I don't know, because maybe when Newton... I don't know if Newton will be back at 100%. I'm pretty sure the Panthers won't start him until he I don't think, 100%. No, I 100% agree with that. Don't start him until he's 100%. If that's not and even this he, season, and then if he, go And if he is at 100%, no, I agree with you with this. Cam Newton at 85% is definitely way better than Kyle Allen, but that's not the point. The point is you want to see him at 100%. Mm-hmm. And I say if he doesn't come back this season 100%, just redshirt him the entire yeah, year. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, Kyle Allen... He, yeah, Kyle Allen's undefeated. He's getting the job done at this moment. I yeah. mean, until it gets really bad, I don't see it. there's any reason to bench him. Christian McCaffrey, did you see that insane touchdown? Probably the touchdown of the year. Oh, which the, one? The the run that he had. Uh, is it the one where he, like, flipped over or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I it, saw that. It's nuts. I think uh, that's just crazy. Um, Chris uh, Godwin keeping up his... I'm telling you, man, he's, <laughs> he's the wide receiver one... For I think sure. I think I'm about to lose a bet we had pretty much. Yeah, I, I, mean, I said Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have a similar. My, don't get me wrong, Mike Evans is still having a decent year, but Chris Chris Godwin. Godwin's overtaking him. Yeah, uh, Eagles Vikings. I I want to talk about it, but you don't want to talk about it. Um, Diggs torched torched. Kirk Cousins Diggs torched us. Diggs torched torched. Um, Alexander yeah, um, Madison led the team in rushing yards. Not Dalvin Cook, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, he started taking a lot of carries. I noticed that. I was a little bit confused by it, but whatever. Um, we 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 just need someone who can cover someone who's running in a straight line. That's yeah. that's my thoughts on this game. And Diggs, also, wow. I, I, what does this make you think of Diggs? Do you think he? Do you think this he like stays? less? Yeah. Does yeah. That... I I mean, I didn't think he was gonna get traded. At first all. off, uh, I mean, so. Um, I don't think this just helps his chances. I mean, they're four and two. They're playing good. Cousins has had like two amazing games after like they both went off a Thielen and Diggs like you I know, think went off I it. think if he does get traded it's at the deadline so that's okay um, Texans Chiefs uh, we briefly talked about this game but um, not to a full extent Deshaun Watson we already talked about he could he's definitely in the MVP conversation he yeah. didn't have the best performance two eighty yards but in general he has the stats but he has the stats and I think right now it. he has the story kind of too like he just beat you know the former MVP in the MVP stadium the current MVP the reigning MVP uh, reigning MVP yep yeah so he has the story going um, you want to talk about Hyde, the uh, uh, Carlos Hyde oh yeah Hyde played really well yeah. McCoy had led the league and uh, led the league. <laughs> Let, those days are like five years ago. Yeah, now. <laughs> led the team in uh, rushing, and Hill, like you said earlier, Hill Hill had a pretty good game. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about the tank off real quick. Yeah, the tank bowl. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so Miami, dude, this, they definitely. Miami this did was everything they could to tank. I'm pretty sure this is a hundred percent one of those games where Miami knew they were gonna lose heading into the game. Cause come on now, the two point conversion. I don't know if you saw the play. Kenyon Drake literally dropped the ball. <laughs> they literally had the game. They literally could have won the game. I think they won for two purposefully so they could maintain with zero wins. Because if they won this game, the Redskins would damn well know they would be in last place yeah. in the NFL. So I know for a fact that the Dolphins lost on purpose, and shame on them. I think... Uh, I like it. I like that they're like going all in on this tanking. This thing. is literally the <laughs> tanking 101. This is tank, NBA tanking right here. No, this is like insane. insane. I've never seen anything like this. Like They were clearly like tanking. Like, no, it was it, obvious. It's awful, yeah. And do you think the Dolphins are the worst team you've ever seen? 
Um, that 0-16 Brown squad was pretty bad, but they weren't actively trying to tank. So I'd say they were worse, but they're up there. They're up there. I, I think the Dolphins are second right now. I feel bad for Rosen, man. He has no help on that team. Rosen's not getting bad. Like, Fitzpatrick's not starting. Fitzpatrick's starting. Like that's just that's a shock. I feel bad for him. Like Flores is not getting a good look either. I mean, I think Flores is all in on this tanking thing too. Like I think it's like it's a whole team effort. Like the owners in on it, everyone's in on it. Like there's no way Flores would would have traded away all the like who did they trade away? They traded away Tonzo. They traded away um, Fitzpatrick at the beginning of the Stills. season. Uh, Still, yeah, they traded away like those are three key players on their team, and like, I mean, if you were planning on you know being competitive this year, you would have you know kept them, but you didn't. Yeah, definitely. Um, going to the Redskins real quick, they got to try really hard to get the second overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, Terry McLaurin, can we please like get him a good team? <laughs> oh yeah, he played very well. Hundred yards, two touchdowns. That's very very. As a team that drafted JJ Ortega Whiteside before we drafted DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin, I am infuriated. JJ Ortega Whiteside's a bad pick, bro. Saints Jaguars. Uh, Saints Jags. That I can't believe the Jags are two and four. They feel like more of a three and three, four and two team, but they definitely are. I think uh, they got unlucky, maybe a little yeah. bit. Yeah, Minshew did not have the best game. Not gonna lie, the whole the whole game was low scoring. I mean, the only reason the Saints won is because the Pope tweeted at them on Twitter. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, no, I did see that. <laughs> uh, Bengals Ravens. I mean, the Ravens gave it. I mean, the Bengals gave it their best shot. Lamar Jackson. The I think he's now second for the most rushing yards in a game. Oh, he he um he had he, he broke had a, the record with Kaepernick or he tied it or something. Like it was two hundred fifty passing yards and one hundred fifty rushing yards. He had two thirty six passing, and then he had a one hundred fifty two yards rushing. I'm seeing this right now. Nineteen carries for Lamar Jackson. <laughs> no, 19 attempts to yeah that's yes, that's yeah. good that's crazy and any other rushing touchdown too also I want to talk about Mark Andrews versus Hayden Hurst like why did you draft Hayden Hurst in the first round yeah if that, Mark Andrews Mark is Andrews the better tight end that you drafted they, in the, the, they drafted same, in the same draft class they drafted him in the second round that's crazy wait uh, they drafted a tight end back to back rounds yeah they drafted um, that's stupid they drafted him then they drafted Jackson then they drafted Andrews. Like, I think that's just a huge, like, what are you thinking, Ozzie Newsom? But you're, like, a Hall of Fame player. And Hall of Fame tight you should end. Be a Hall tight of, end, yeah. You should be a Hall of Fame coach, too, if they let you be in the Hall of Fame twice. <laughs> I'm not coach, GM. Yeah, no. But, I mean, that's probably one of the more questionable things. But granted, he won two Super Bowls in his time, I think. So, it's fine. Fair enough, yeah. Um, Seahawks, uh, Browns. The, I think the Browns choked here. They had I, the lead. Uh, but kudos to Russell Wilson. I think kudos to the Browns too. Like their offense went from looking completely bad to looking kind of passable. And Odell finally bounced back. Odell bounced back. Mayfield looked way more comfortable than he did beforehand. Just like having three picks. Three. I mean, that's crazy. He's leading. The I think he has eleven picks or like 12. fourteen. I think he has twelve. I thought. Twelve. Yeah, it's crazy. He's leading the league in picks. Which, like, if you had told me that like last week, I would have slapped you. Not last week. Last like the beginning of the season, I would have like slapped you. Yeah, like in no. all, like who would have thought that? Yeah, no, for um, sure. Also, Nick, Russell Wilson is yeah. clearly the MVP right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nick Chubb, I'm telling you, man, he's. Killing I love him. watching him play. It's he's so insane. fun. He's insane. Two touchdowns, 122 yards, nuts. Uh, Nick Chubb was drafted in the second round, right? Yeah. Miles Sanders drafted in the second round too. Um, 
comparisons. Yeah, not yet. Uh, Niners, Niners, Rams. The Niners uh, are a real team. There's not really much to talk about here. All I know is the Niners are legit, and we already talked about the Rams, so I can't really talk much um, about the Rams here. I think this is going to be an interesting game. I don't know when the Niners play the Seahawks, but that's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's going to be a fun game, fun game to see because you're going to see current MVP versus. You know, who I again, I would have never thought I'd be saying this, but right now, leading the NFC undefeated with the Patriots, like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah what is going on? Yeah. Uh, Cardinals, Falcons. For some reason, the Cardinals won this game. I mean, I'm not, I was very, very, very pleasant to see how Kyler Murray played. He's playing pretty well. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, I don't want to crown him as a franchise quarterback right now. He did better but, than what Wentz did against the Falcons defense. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But um, I feel bad for Matt Ryan. He's I I, I, don't, I saw this stat, but he's the first person to put up the numbers that he ever put he's, up in a loss. He's the one guy I think that's not a problem right now in this Falcons. Julio too. Julio too. Freeman's Freeman. Freeman's did, playing decently well, decent, like like and sketchily. Hooper. Austin well. Hooper's also doing. I mean, well. like Freeman yeah. has been injured like the last two or three years or whatever, like. The he's fact is that her. he's, the yeah. fact is that he's he's playing and he's taking carries and that's an improvement for him. <laughs> but he's not playing terribly. He's so. also not splitting carries with Tevin Coleman anymore. So mm-hmm. I guess that's a good thing. I mean, they got Udo Smith, but he's not doing anything. Yeah. Titans Broncos. I'm oh, happy. We gotta Titans talk about lost. Marcus Marietta. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. Oh yeah, we should have talked about this. Yeah. Uh, I'm Tannehill who got Tannehill, uh, who was on the bench. Had the most passing yards. And he's going to start this week. And he's starting this week over Mariota. I think that's the right call because Mariota has been kind of crap as of recently. So uh, we'll see how he does. I mean, I think that's the right – like I said, that was the right move. Um, I've been kind of disappointed just in general about the Titans. Other than – I mean, even Derrick Henry didn't perform well this I mean, this I week. thought the Titans had a really good defense and – Clearly not. <laughs> I mean, I can't say that either. It's not like they're getting, like, you know, they're allowing, like, 30, 40 points Yeah, I mean, it was And they only allowed 16. I mean, it's against Joe Flacco, granted, but... Um, yeah, yeah you I can't feel just... Marcus Mariota, he, he's an amazing guy. Everyone in Tennessee likes him, loves him. What are the chances you, you think he comes back next season? Like, come back to start? Yeah. No, I don't think that Zero. Zero. Okay, I'd say it's like... I don't think he starts. Do you think he comes back, period? Comes back? Because uh, this is the last year of his deal and oh, James Oh, if it's the last deal. year... Like, this is with the yeah, fifth-year option, gone. and he's this gone. is the end. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. Gone. I think there's a... Slight chance that I think stays. I'd say it's like a 30-70, like, he'll come back. Yeah, okay. Do you think he starts again this year? Because I think he does he the might, minute he might, he the might. minute Tannehill does <laughs> bad because he's gonna do bad. He's just not. We saw what Tannehill was in Miami, and that was just not a good player. Yeah. And I think, I think you're just trying to test what you have in Tannehill right now and hope that he's better than Mariota. But that being said, Mariota's better than Tannehill. <laughs> um, I want to see Mariota like. I want to see him go to a team with like you know like an actual, like good team. I think the Titans the, the, are good. They've though. been the Titans have been. Okay, they have a really good Titans running been, back. They have Taylor Lewin and their offensive line. I mean, I don't know, man. They have Corey Davis. 
and they have AJ Brown and Adam Humphreys, and they have Delaney Walker, who's an underrated tight end. See, my thing is, if you switch him and Jameis Winston... I think Jameis would be... Jameis Winston would be bad. You think so? I think he would for sure take a hit. I think Mariota would be playing well. You think so? I think Mariota would be playing... You think Mariota's a better QB than Winston? That's basically what you just said. That's basically what you just said. I think Mariota, with the talent of Winston, would perform... He'd throw less picks, and he'd be more consistent, and I'd rather build a team around him. So. Yeah, I, I, that's strong disagree with me. Okay. Yeah, I think... Uh, see, because I've never seen Mario to actually perform, like, really well. I've never seen... I mean, that comeback against the Chiefs in the playoffs was amazing. Yeah, I guess, but, like, that also... They also had a good defense, and, I mean... That back then, the Chiefs were trash, too, so, I mean, you can't really say Fair much. enough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Jameis was always like, I don't know. He always, he has a lot of really good games and a lot of really mm-hmm. bad games. That's the way I look about it. Okay, um, moving on. Cowboys, Jets, we already talked Suck about. Suck it, Dallas. Um, Steelers versus Chargers. Yep, uh, Steelers versus Chargers. Uh, Dalvin Hodges, like, we were talking about how we didn't know who this guy was last week. He actually performed kind of decent. Yeah, he did perform kind of decent. Um, it's nice to see James Conner finally have a game, too. Yeah, oh, definitely. James Conner and Benny Snell. Benny Snell, the rookie from where? I forget his college, but he's he played pretty well, too. And James Conner, um, looking at his stats right now, he had uh, 23 total uh, touches for over 100, um, 100 yards, and he had two touchdowns. So that's nice to see after he was – I mean, I think I was looking at this a couple weeks ago, but he was like – Number forty for like yards per carry or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think Melvin Gordon needs to step it up though. I think uh, his rust is definitely showing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm surprised the Chargers are two and four. I'm not gonna lie. I'm um, I thought surprised. they were one of the more talented teams. Yeah. And the I fact thought, is, I thought they were. I'm not gonna lie. Being completely honest, I thought they were at the Chiefs level because I mean oh, they really? were last. I, year. I don't think they were at the Chiefs. They level. were there I last year. I thought they were year. more like the Colts level kind of. I thought they were. So the way I see it's the when they started the season, I thought so too. It's the Patriots, Chiefs, and then like the Colts, Chargers. That was. I mean, they're pretty much healthy outside of Derwin James. Am I wrong about that? I think that's correct, but also they're playing with Rivers is going downhill. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So I get scary to say, but it's happening. All right, and we don't really need to talk much about the Thursday night Um, Giants Pats game. Other than Golden Tate, for some reason, did really well. I don't know why. Oh, it's because he had that 60-yard touchdown. And that Pat's nice defense, throw. if you have him on fantasy, um, they're killing it. <laughs> I want to talk about the Pats for like a minute real quick. Their offense is just not looking that good. Oh, yeah, definitely. They need definitely to change not, something yeah. quickly because the fact is... Tom Brady had zero touchdown passes that game. Tom Brady had zero touchdown <laughs> passes, and your team just looked really bad offensively for like... Most of the game, so and this is like a trend that's been carrying for the last couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, so no, it's not we'll good. see if it carries no, on. Um, for sure. So we'll go on with our uh, week seven predictions. Yep. All right. Yeah, we'll do this. We'll not Chiefs this at Broncos. Um, the Chiefs are three point favorites. Obviously, there, there's no question. The Chiefs won this game for me. Hmm. I'm gonna take the Chiefs as well. Okay. But, I thought for a second. Uh, this will be a close game, though. I think. The three point favorites, right? I think the Chiefs win by three points. That's okay. good. that that actually is going to be a good game. I would be, I would put it this way because the Broncos have played in really close games all year. I think uh, this is going to be a one possession game. Okay, Rams out Falcons. For some reason, I'm going to take the Rams here. 
I mean, I mean not, the, not the Rams, the Falcons here. Why Dude, I was just about to say that, too. Yeah. I, the, the, the Rams are three-point favorites in Atlanta. But I don't know why. I'm just feeling like the Falcons, I don't think they're going to lose this many games in a row, almost. Like, yeah. I feel like they're going to... They can pull this upset off. I, I think they can pull this upset off. I think, well. for me, the biggest thing is I have no faith in that Rams offense, and I wouldn't think I'd be saying that, but... I'd take Matt Ryan over the Rams. If Jalen Ram- but Jalen Ramsey off. can lock up Julio Jones. Can he though? I don't think anyone can really lock Julio. That, Jones. Yeah, lock. Okay, I'll put it this way: not lock up, but like prevent. But they also double team that dude. So then again, that's another thing they do. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean the thing is the the Falcons. But no one can the guard, Falcons offense hasn't been their problem. No one can guard Austin. No one can guard Austin Hooper though. That Titans killing it this year. I think the Falcons pull upset. You I think the Falcons. I think the Falcons okay. pull upset as well. I think that game will be a close game as well. But yeah, Falcons pull upset. Oh, the rookie QB. Yep, rookie QB boy. Um, Cardinals at Giants. Yeah. The Giants are three point favorites in MetLife. <sighs> who are you who are you going for on this one? I'm gonna take the Cardinals here. Okay. Um. Um, I trust Kyler Murray. I think the Giants are a more talented team. Oh, Saquon Barkley's playing. Ooh, that's tough, man. I think I'm going to go with the Giants. Yes, yeah. Fair enough. Just because Saquon's coming back. Yeah. I, I mean, is, is he confirmed to come yeah, back? Yeah, no, he's confirmed. Okay. Yeah, he, he fully practiced today. So okay, so he, he's going to play. He, he's going to play, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Pretty just the, the the Cardinals team is just not impressive. But I'll put it this way. If Saquon doesn't play, then the obvious pick would probably be yeah. the Cardinals. I mean, Danny Dimes is Kyler Murray. It's fun to see how that turns out. Uh, Redskins, Giants, uh, Redskins, Niners, um, Niners at Redskins, I should say. Uh, uh, the I, Niners are nine and a half point favorites. I'm taking that. I, I'm <laughs> taking that all the way. I'll go up to uh, 15, 16 points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Niners, it's nice to see their, like, I think I said this last week, but it's nice to see all that investment they put on their defense actually, like, paying off now. Like, that defensive line is pretty scary. Yeah. Stick with Case Keenum starting. Don't start Haskins, especially not this week. So. Yeah, not against the, the Niners. Yeah, well, front. they can chill there. Okay. Pack- Raiders, Packers. Five and a half point favorites right. in since, Lambeau. Since the Raiders are the team that busts the good teams bubble, they busted the Colts bubble, they busted the Bears bubble. <laughs> you think they're going to bust the And Packers I think they bubble? bust the Packers bubble. I'll take the Raiders winning this If this game. was in L- uh, Oakland, I'd say... Wait, they're still playing in Oakland, right? Or, <laughs> they, they, or did they, they move to Las Vegas? No, they're still they're playing. They're moving Oakland. the next season, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I'll take the Packers just because, you know, they're they're a, good, they're a better team in all fronts. So. I don't know if Adams is playing, but I don't think it I don't matters. think it matters at all. <laughs> and if he does play, then it, then I'm going to take... Is this all your right, upset of it, the week? Uh, or, or all right, I'll the put Falcons this, one is probably. The right? Falcons one's probably a bigger upset. Yeah. But, uh, because I mean the Raiders are three and two, so mm-hmm. they're not like completely like trash. So, but I'll put it this way: if the Packers do have Devonta Adams, I'm gonna take the Packers. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, but yeah, as of right now, I'm taking the Raiders. Texans at Colts. You um, already know my pick. Indy is one point it's, favorites at home. You already know my pick. You're gonna obviously go with the uh, Colts. And right? I, uh, I don't, I do I agree with that spread? I'll take them in three points. Colts. The Colts points. win by three. Yeah. Okay, I think the Texans keep on their hot streak, and I think, I think the Colts have an overall talented, more talented team. But I trust Watson more than I trust Brissett, and Fair also enough. I I do too. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. I definitely do too. But I mean, I mean, I think that this is probably the matchup of the week. I opinion. agree with you there a hundred percent. That is the matchup of the week. That 
Or actually, no. There's a lot of good games still. Nah, nah. Never mind. The Eagles. I still think the <laughs> Eagles, Eagles Cowboys okay. is the matchup of the week. But we'll talk about that later. Um, uh, Dolphins Bills. Seventeen point favorite. Jesus oh my. Christ. Can, Wait, have the Bills even heck? put up seventeen points this year? I don't even think the year? Bills can even put up seventeen. I, I mean, I'm going with the Bills one hundred percent. I don't even know if the Bills can put up seventeen. I mean, so the, that's why I can't take. Miami is actively mm-hmm. tanking, so I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it. Beyond them to you know allow seventeen points, <laughs> I can't. I, I also can't. I just don't see Josh Allen putting up seventeen points though. His his stat line is not that good, but he's playing good. If you know what I mean. Yeah, no, no, definitely. It's, it's and weird. if they do score seventeen points, it'll only be seventeen points. Yeah. Um. Also, Fitzpatrick is Fitzpatrick starting? This yeah, game? he is. Yeah. Ooh, they just poor Rosen. Okay. Um. I'm not gonna predict, make a prediction because you know the pick I'm gonna make. Jaguar or Jaguar is that Bengals? Uh, uh, yep, same with that. Actually, I'm gonna take the Bengals here. You're gonna take the Bengals over not the Jaguars. The, oh, no, I mean the Jaguars here. The okay, Jaguars here. I was yeah, so my confused. Bad. My bad. Yeah. The Jaguars are three and a half point favorites in Cincinnati. Um, but the Bengals could give a good fight. I think the Bengals will give a good fight, and I'd say the spread, I think they're gonna win by like three or like two. It's gonna be a really close game. Yeah, but the Jaguars, Minshew Magic, I, I prefer him over an 0 16. Um, Vikings at Lions. Uh, I'll I'm calling. It. I'm calling Detroit. Uh, I'll call Detroit as well. I think the Lions should have won last week and they didn't. So, uh, and the Vikings are trash. Actually, I'm I just can't, I can't call the Lions, man. The refs are obviously going to screw up, screw over Detroit again. <laughs> have you seen that nah, YouTube nah, compilation nah, nah, where nah. it's like it's like a 15 minute compilation of all the times the refs screwed over the Lions? I understand that, but it's the Vikings. <laughs> the Vikings. The Vikings. No, I think the fact is that it's, it's in Detroit. I think that home field advantage will help yeah, the no, Lions. I'll definitely win. take the Detroit line. They are one-point underdogs, but it, I'll take the Lions, no doubt. Um, Chargers at Titans. Uh, this one, oh, This damn. is the game no one cares about, in my opinion. I, I don't think anyone cares about this because they're both 2-4. and four. I'll take the Chargers just for giggles. Yeah, and I don't want to see the Titans win. This so. is like the... the, uh, like the the you know the, the weekly boring CBS game they have, <laughs> like, yeah for sure. Um, I don't want to even pick this game, but if I'm picking, I think I'd pick the Chargers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just because um, Ryan Tannehill. Maybe a candidate for game of the week this week is the Rant- uh, Saints at Bears. Bears. I think I, it's this, gonna be a low score. This is gonna be low score. Is Trubisky? When is Trubisky coming I, back? I don't know. Is he playing? He's this not week? playing yet. I thought Chase Daniel was definitely playing. If if, if Chase Daniel, uh, I mean this is Chase Daniel's former team. Uh, he did return to practice, and then Matt Nagy is cautiously optimistic that Trubisky. Okay, he's not gonna play. <laughs> he's cautiously optimistic. I don't know what that means. And he, they expect him to fully practice tomorrow. Um, and he is day to day. I think Trubisky plays, and I'll take the Bears winning. Because I don't think Trub- I don't think I, I can't see Bridgewater handling that Bears defense. That's the only reason. And it's in, it's in Soldier Chicago. Field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was leaning towards the Saints on this one, and I I think I'm still going to stick with the Saints. Okay, fair enough. So, um, yeah, because you, you like to have your Trubisky I mean, I s- No, no, not even that. Like, even if Chase Daniel was playing, because they're a better team with him. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, Teddy Bridgewater, he surprised me. He's played pretty well. The fact is that even with Teddy Bridgewater, 
the Saints team is the best team in the N- uh, NFC. Yo, I got some breaking news. Apparently, Will Disley will have surgery tomorrow on his twenty Achilles. Achilles. Yeah, P is. That's a that's season. a rough one, man. We're about to talk about the Seahawks right now. Yeah. And this is his second year where he's been out. Last year was an ACL. This year is out with an Achilles. Yeah. And he, a rough he, one. He's been playing rough. well. Too. He's been playing very well. And uh, this week they're playing the Ravens. Uh, I'm gonna take the Ravens in this one. I think Russell Wilson's hot streak. I don't. I'll, I'll, it'll continue, but I don't think the team. You think it's gonna falter a little bit? You mean? I think uh, Lamar okay. Jackson's gonna carry it. And I'll take um, the, the Seahawks are three and a half favorites in the twelfth man stadium. Uh, the what is Central Century Link? For a second, I blanked yeah. out. Um, I'm gonna pick the Seahawks on this one, just cause. I mean, I don't think Jackson's gonna have that good of it. I mean, he's playing in one of the hardest places to play, and. The last time he played in a stadium like that, they were completely getting torched by the Chiefs. So I, I'll take I'll take him in the Loud Stadium. Um, also, who would have thought the Seahawks would be five and one right now? Not that's me. a shocker. That is a shocker. I thought I thought they'd be I like thought they four. Would, I thought two, I, I thought three, they would. Three. I honestly thought they would have lost to the Browns. I thought there there were like a borderline wild card pick for me. Like, like if they didn't make the playoffs, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't have been this right. They are because the Niners are. The Niners are right But now. they're not borderline. They're right? not borderline. They're, they're, they're like locked in they're as a wild card. They're locked in as a wild card. Yeah, and they're exactly. locked. In my opinion, they're going to win the division. You think so? I think they'll win the division. All right. That, that's it's too early to make predictions. That, that's now, a pretty but, bold prediction. Okay. But I mean, it's a one point game back. Mm-hmm. So, one game back. And going back, this is, uh, like I said before, you got two really nice Fox games. And I love this four o'clock spot, uh, slot. Like, they got, like, you got two games that are really good right now. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Sunday Night Football. Eagles in Dallas, three-point favorites. Right, uh, I'm not this, making my prediction at all. But uh, Okay, so the Cowboys are without Amari Cooper, most likely. They're out. Tyron Smith Tyron and Lyle Smith's Collins. Most likely, and Lyle Collins is most likely out. Uh, this is the Eagles. I mean, I understand the Cowboys are three-point favorites, but that doesn't mean anything. I think this is the Eagles game to lose. Like, they're, they're, like There's no way they're going to lose this game. I, um, just some quick analysis. Zeke always does well against us. So, like... Uh, I know people are like we, we still have like one of the best run defenses in football. Zeke always does well on us. I think it's gonna be a fun game because once Zeke starts going, Dak starts going. It, it, it's I'll be put a it this game. way though: I wouldn't be surprised if Dak does better than once this game. Okay, I mean, again, I'm not gonna make any predictions, but can you make statistical predictions? Statistical predictions? Nah, I mean, just looking back, just thinking, it's like usually Dak throws with three hundred and three, like. One or two picks. It's very rare that then, I, in the head-to-head matchups, I've seen Dak perform better than once, from what I've seen. I think recently. they had one really good. I think this twenty seventeen year Super Bowl year that he had one really good game, and then yeah, all, that, and was, then that, that was with once her. And then after uh, that, it's yeah. been pretty close. I want to say, but Dak has edged him out a little bit. Um, I think Wentz plays well. I think Howard plays well. I think, I think. I, Jackson you, comes back. Did you hear what Doug said about um on the radio? He's like, we're gonna go into Dallas. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. He already predicted it. I well mean, he, he 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 said later on that it wasn't a prediction. It was just throw, showing like faith in his team or whatever. That's pretty much a prediction, though. Yeah. Um, that who knows? That could be the freezing. This could be take of the week. <laughs> this could be a really fun game of the what that Doug made a prediction <laughs> yeah, for the game. Well, that <laughs> might be up a, there with Jalen Ramsey's. We're gonna win the Super Bowl right against the yeah. Patriots. Okay. And they, before the Patriots. This is a good game. I think you're right. This is probably America's game of the week. Okay. Just because every time these two teams face, it's really good. It'll game. be close. Um, think, and then Monday Night yeah, Football, the I game. Don't. 
And I, for some reason, I don't. Every talk single about Monday it. night football game is garbage. And I don't think we need to talk about this. Other than last week's. The Patriots, last week's was garbage for the wrong reasons. Though. Yeah. So. No, that was the only good matchup on paper, though, either. It was just, like, it's always been a bad matchup. Yeah, for sure. Um, Patriots at Jets. Jets are nine and a half point underdogs. <laughs> no wonder. Um, we don't need to predict this game. Everyone knows we're going to pick the undefeated Patriots to go 7-0. and And if um, they do lose this game... For some reason, then the Jets are the truth. <laughs> Sam Darnold is a is a truth. He said, "All right, not the Jets. Sam Darnold is the truth if they win this game because that that means something." Dude, Sam Darnold's his spleen did something to him, man. It like released something in him, and he's just gonna start bawling out, and he's just gonna be amazing. Mononucleosis was the best thing that could have happened to the Jets. <laughs> All right, really quickly, because I don't know. I know we don't have that much time. I want to make a playoff predictions right now. Okay. So, uh, really quick. Yeah, really quickly. Um, okay, so NFC, Saints got one seed, Seahawks get two seed, three, um, no, sorry, Packers get two seed. The third seed, I'm going to give it to the Seahawks. Then the fourth seed, I don't want to put in a team here, but it's either Dallas or Philly. Like, I think whoever wins this game probably ends up winning the division. I know it's probably too early to say that. But that's just the way I see it. And then um, San Francisco has the fifth seed. And then Detroit. Detroit makes the playoffs as a sixth seed, as the wild card. All right, so for the NFC, I think uh, the, I think the Saints also get the first seed. Because then Breeze will come back by week eight, I'm assuming. So And he'll end the season out well. So I think the Saints get the one seed. Two seed, I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Niners get the two seed. Okay. That's very bold. The Niners get the two seed. Who would have thought that? <laughs> Third seed, I'm going to give the Bears the edge because Bears and Packers both have tough schedules, and I think the Bears can pull off a little bit more upsets than the Packers can. Okay, So enough. I'll take the Bears at the three seed, and the fourth seed, I'm going to take the Cowboys over the Eagles okay. the division. Fifth seed, I'm going to take... Fifth seed, I'm going to take the uh, the Seattle Seahawks because okay. I, I mean, mm-hmm. if the Niners have been winning the division, I have to have the Seahawks up there. And sixth seed, shoot, this is tough because sixth seed, you could put the Vikings there, you could put the Eagles there, you could put the the Lions, uh, Lions there, One you team the Rams are there. Rams, yep. Uh, sixth seed, I'm going to put. Hmm. Sixth seed, I'll put the Eagles. I, I can't see them. Uh, okay. In the playoffs. And that's that's shocking though. Both of us had the Rams not making it for that FC. That 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 is very shocking. Okay. And if they do make this the the playoffs, I, I have them as a six seed. I can't see the Seahawks. Oh, uh, I don't they, see the Seahawks or the 49ers both choking it away. Yeah, I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I I think both will finish better than the Rams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the AFC, I'll do my predictions okay. first. Uh, first seed, I got uh, the Patriots. No shocker there. Second seed. Second seed, I'm going to put Kansas City at the moment. Third seed, I'm going to put... Third seed, I'm going to put Indy. Okay. Fourth seed, I'm going to put Cleveland. Cleveland? Cleveland. Ooh. Okay, I like it. I like it. Because I think think Cleveland uh, will come back up. That's the way I look at it. They're two and four, but okay. 
15, Bo- I think Buffalo will still stay at five, though. They're at five now, and I think they'll stay Buffalo at five. is just that team that has a really easy schedule, and they're just going to smash all these bad offenses they face. Yeah. And sixth seed, this is way... This, these are these playoff, playoff predictions are way too this is Yeah, it's week seven, everyone. So it's not even halfway don't. through the yeah. season yet. Uh, we and then in the sixth seed, I'll take um, I'll take the Texans. Okay, <clears throat> Texans. Yeah. Okay, I thought you almost had them missing the playoffs. I was no, kidding. yeah, no, no, no. Okay. definitely not. Definitely. Not. So, Patriots, I didn't have the Ravens going to the playoffs. Which is yeah, you, that's shocking for me. I had the Patriots making it. Okay, Patriots one seed. Texans with the two seed. Okay, then Chiefs with the three seed, obviously. Yeah. Baltimore with the four seed. And then five and six, I got Buffalo and Indy. I think I, I got Indy over Buffalo. I think Indy will have the five seed, and six would be Buffalo. But that being said, the AFC is kind of weird. Where like you got two really, I think two, maybe three if you include the Texans, right? Three really good teams. Three. The rest of the teams are like upset. They're able to produce the upset, but they're not like top tier teams. Yeah, like you got a ton of like <clears throat> middling teams. Yeah, I for think. sure. Yeah. Whilst whilst in the NFC, I feel like almost everyone is a stud. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Okay. um, Um, Yeah. You got anything else left to say? No. I'm ready for the the, these week seven games, man. Yeah, I go Colts. That's all I gotta say. Okay, Uh, I'm not gonna root for my team anymore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna say, um, every time I wear my Wentz jersey the day before the game, we win. So, you know what I'm gonna be wearing. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So I guess we're done. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Leave a like. You know, I almost said subscribe. This isn't a YouTube video, but you know, if, if you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to it, you know, give us a nice review, whatever. Share it with your friends. Obviously, we're just doing this for fun, but it w- it would be fun if we got like you know people actually listening to it. Um, anyway, I think that's it. <laughs>